0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the 25th episode of the B-Roll Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. And I'm your host, Chris. Yeah, I was about to say, where are you at? (laughs) I thought you were going to introduce me. I I prompted you. That counts. Yeah, that's fair. That counts. But yeah, 25 episodes, Chris. Do-do-do-do. Yeah, accomplishments. Uh, Accomplishments! I can't can't believe it. I really can't. I really can't. I uh, (laughs) I didn't think we were gonna make two episodes, so it's pretty good. It's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. For our twenty fifth episode, I thought that we would kind of do a throwback to our very first episode and do uh, review a movie that uh, was related. So i I went back to our first episode, which was the subpar movie three zero two two. I picked up the director, Mr. John Suits, and grabbed another movie from his uh, from his catalog. Yeah, what movie was that? His filmography catalog. No, yeah. he he has a catalog. He's he's a proper gentleman. <laughs> uh, what movie was that, Chris? Pandemic. Pandemic. Oddly appropriate. Yeah. Twenty twenty. <laughs> I didn't think about that <laughs> until uh, I was already watching the movie. Really? Yeah, it didn't even dawn on me. I mean, I, I've okay. been quarantined uh, for the last two weeks or just got out of quarantine earlier this week. Fair enough. So, yeah. Pandemic. Not to be confused with the six other movies already called Pandemic. So, to get a little bit more specific, this one came out in 2016. Uh, we watched it on Amazon Prime. I believe it's probably also, I think it's also available on probably iTunes to rent or buy. Uh, don't do that <laughs> but yeah do you want me to do you want me to blurb you i would love if you would blurb me i have the imdb blurb which yeah. is a new york doctor travels with her team to los angeles to find survivors of a worldwide pandemic not accurate yeah in the least <laughs> a little bit it's a little bit there are in los angeles the main yeah, it's, character it's, it's, is, as far as we know, a New York doctor. <laughs> they are trying to find survivors. They are definitely not a team, and they don't travel to LA. They are already in LA. Yeah. Um, can before we even go further with the blurbs, can we talk <laughs> about <laughs> the cover? Yeah. What uh, is <laughs> this? Because it, it I, tells me on IMDb that the person on the cover is um, Mekki, Mekai Pfeiffer. Mackay. Mackay Pfeiffer. That is not Mackay Pfeiffer. <laughs> uh I don't know. This is a white dude with tattoos on his arm. He's wearing jeans. No one in the movie wears. None of the main characters, anyways, wear jeans. He's carrying the wrong guns, the wrong type of axe. What is this? What I, is I, happening? I have in my notes here that this movie is a first-person Dead Island slash Dying Light mm-hmm. film. It reminded me a lot of Dying Light in a couple some of the action scenes, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> Oh man, the return of the suits, huh? Yeah. <laughs> this movie on this Oh, podcast, I'm sorry, did you, you did you uh, disrespect Mr. Suits? You will call him Mr. Uh, suits. <laughs> on this podcast, we actually watch a movie, talk about it a little bit, give our initial impressions, do a plot breakdown, and then give final thoughts to determine whether or not the movie was worth the price of subscription. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you say movie. I, we release we do movies on Mondays television on Thursdays. Uh, we started sure. off only recording movies, which is why you hear us talk about film a lot more. And sci-fi, yes. fantasy, yes. any of the adjacent genres yes. of the visual media. Yes. Uh, this movie... <laughs> I have my cup of coffee. I'm sipping it right now. This movie is not funny. And it is decidedly not funny, I think, it probably any point. No. Uh, uh, it, <laughs> it is not... But I don't think I laughed the entire time, did I? Hold on. Uh, no. I'm, try- I'm trying real hard. Normally, I, I. Even if I'm laughing at the movie, which I do a lot with the movies we watch. <laughs> but I don't think no, I did this, that. This movie is. This, <laughs> this yeah. movie was almost too intense. Sure. In a lot of scenes. Sure. A lot of scenes. Well, it um, is. So as, if you can't guess from the name of the movie, it is a zombie movie. The zombies are a little unique. I actually really liked the zombies. I liked a lot of things about this movie, Chris. I didn't think that they were that unique. I felt like it was just twenty-eight days later with some extra steps. Like, well, yeah, of okay. Them becoming... But what are you going to do? What? How? How? How many extra steps do you need to take with zombies? No zombie. No. You, <laughs> sure, I know how you feel. Let's get that out in the open. I know how you feel about zombie movies. I am well. No, no, no. I'm not anti-zombie movie. You used to be pretty hardcore anti-zombie anything. Yeah, I am anti-zombie genre, and that's only because the market was flooded. Oh yeah. And I don't remember when it happened, or how it happened, or why it happened. But I remember there one day, night like zombie movies were like trashy. Not I don't want to say trashy, but like Night of the Living Dead. You know, where these these kind of pulp movies that were, you know, right. homages to horror movies of the earlier times. And then all of a sudden and I actually want to blame I think Left for Dead. Mm. I think Left for Dead probably kickstarted it and then the Walking Dead comic book or uh, graphic novel came out and then you couldn't go you couldn't go 5 steps without like stepping directly into a conversation about a zombie movie. So zombie here's games, where I'm going to zombie show. So Dawn of the Dead one of the most famous zombie movies, George Romero, back yeah. in, what, 1978? Yeah, 1978. It was remade in 2004. I don't know. Google is telling me 1978 and 1979 on the same screen at the same time. So who knows? Uh, yeah. And Left for Dead, the first person shooter, came out in 2008. Right. But if you recall, Dawn of the Dead takes place famously in a shopping center. Uh, and then you had that game, Dead Rising, that also took place in a shopping center. Uh, soon after Dawn of the Dead, you had 28 Days Later, which you've already mentioned. Well, I know, 28 Days Later was 2002. So I, I think Mekhi Pfeiffer was in Dawn of the he Dead. He was in Dawn of the Dead. Thank you. I was going to get there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so if All I... Right. If I, you're, I think the big thing with it is, if you look up, there is a list of zombie films on Wikipedia. And there is not a, it is hard to find a year without a zombie film. I think that it is just, it's an easy horror genre, right? And it's a really easy way. Because the early ones, not the the early, early ones, but the like Night of the Living Dead, uh, the Return of the Living Dead, blah, 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 are all very much, uh, the zombies are an allegory or metaphor for death. They're real slow. They creep up on you. You can't escape them, no matter what you do. It's that that type of horror, right on top of the gore and things like that. Newer ones, when the zombies run fast and stuff, it's more like fear. It's just they It's just fear. It's just whatever it is. There's a. There's a, just a lot of them. I think it's just an easy thing to do. Where I thought that this movie was unique because you're right. There's not much unique about zombies. Uh, even in the games, they try to do like extra mutants and stuff like that with the Resident Evil games, you already put up Dying Light and, and uh, Left for Dead that have like the special zombies that do different things, which between the games all seem to do the same thing, but whatever. I liked the four or five minutes of exposition about the zombies at the beginning of this movie. I like that they're like, hey, here are the different things that there's different phases of the infection. We can actually heal the first phase. You know, the fifth phase is your typical zombie they said that no, we've never seen or heard of them eating people, nothing like that. So and we don't see them eat people for a long time. And really, when we do see them eat people, it's arguably not somebody who's fully zombified, because they're still talking to you. So I don't know, I thought it was a little different as far as the way they portrayed them um, as just being raged out, which is something I think 28 Days Later did really, really well. So that's why that's what I mean by different. It's not going to be it's not genre defining. It's just a little bit different, and that was yeah. that's nice. I uh, I mean, I I have a lot of positive things to say about this. Yeah. So I mean, I I just what I was saying that there's nothing funny about this movie. Right. What I meant was this is a this is a movie that takes itself seriously, and I think for the most part actually nails it in terms of tone. Like there aren't uh, I, maybe I missed them, but I didn't see any I didn't see any scenes. Played for humor. Like, you know, even in even in serious horror movies or serious thrillers or, you know, Mm -hmm. investigative dramas, whatever. Sometimes there's like a funny scene or, you know, there's comic relief. Because you're trying to ease the tension, right? right? You can't be stressed for 91 minutes, which this movie didn't make me stressed for 90 minutes, but I at no point did I laugh. When I got done, I was kind of sitting here thinking like how am I gonna make jokes about this? <laughs> like this. this Don't worry, I, I got you. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, 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 it's a this movie didn't do necessarily well critically. Oh, uh, it shouldn't have. It's got a four point four on IMDb. Well deserved. Rotten Tomatoes has it at forty four percent rotten, which is oddly the same as IMDb. That's I think it's the same time we've seen the exact same percentage between the but, two. But. A 74% audience score, which I think yeah. is what, I've said this before in the past, when you, when you go to a movie, or you sit down and you watch a movie, or a television show, or whatever, your goal is to be entertained. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. Out of the user ratings, 1,122, 74% of them came away entertained by this movie. And I'm not for, I'm not necessarily for horror. I think you and I, I don't want to say we, I don't think you dislike horror uh, as much as you just don't enjoy it. Like, sure. You know what I mean? I enjoy Um, a good, (laughs) this is, I don't know if you know this, I don't think we've ever talked about it. I enjoy a decent slasher film, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. Uh, Halloween you know those types of horror movies I don't like supernatural horror movies with the ghosts and whatever I really yeah. I think I've said it on the podcast I really like it chapter one that that is one of my favorite movies just because it's such a good movie but normally I would not like I I watched that movie because so many people kept telling me how good it was and I said fine and I'll do it and I, I was pleasantly surprised so if any of y'all out there have good horror movies, that maybe not super genre horror movies but just good horror movies you think i would like send them my way i've seen my fair share of zombie movies i've seen a lot of just really crappy horror movies i mean i've seen leprechaun <laughs> is that a horror movie i don't know uh, but uh like i i think them in the way. same boat yeah it's but for me it's i don't get very stressed in my life this is going to turn into a, an episode of uh, psychiatrist time with Chris and Anthony, but I was very stressed in my youth, and as I got older, I chose to let that stress go. Sure, and I've be, I've become very zen in my days. And my problem with horror movies is they they make me stressed. Yep, and it for the same reason why I don't like being on a plane. I don't like sitting down when I'm not in control of the stress, and so like, uh, okay, I, I enjoy watching some of them. I don't enjoy watching very many. Like I'll catch a horror movie now and then, like The Witch, great, great horror movie. Never heard of it. It's really good. I, I it's arguably not even a horror movie, but it's defined as a horror movie. But Sure. You know, it, chapter one, I gotta agree with that. Oh. Um, well so where we saw... differ so where we differ <laughs> is so growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch anything scary. Because to quote my mother, she didn't want to deal with it, right? If I got scared <laughs> or had a nightmare or anything. So you don't watch the horror movies because you don't want to be stressed. So I watched It Chapter 1. Love that movie. I recommend it to everyone. I don't care if you like horror or not. It's just a great film. I had nightmares (laughs) for three or four weeks after watching that movie. (laughs) I stopped the movie almost exactly halfway through and took a 30-minute break so I can make through the rest of it. You understand? So for you, it's the stress. For me, I'm just, I'm a six-year-old girl and and the inside. On the inside. (laughs) Sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah, I just, when it comes to horror movies, I just don't watch very many. And so sure. it's it's nothing, I don't have anything against horror movies. Like, I don't right. want the keyboard warriors to go out there and tell me that it's a legitimate genre. Oh, it is. You know, I've watched, I'm going to plug another website on here on cinemassacre.com. James Rolfe loves horror movies. You know, he has an entire month dedicated. Yeah. He he always, he actually, he always does something on Halloween the entire month of october i watched a podcast where he was interviewed recently where he he has written like a, a horror like his own horror script for a full like feature length yeah. film and he's wanting to do some bigger projects so yeah, yeah. and i'll end so, up i'll end up watching it just cuz i like him and his his product yeah. but and I, yeah. i'm not saying that it's not and i think that horror movies should probably get better recognition when it comes to awards in the the you know the critical reception right but it's in terms of accessibility i don't want to say accessibility but in terms of watchability for me horror movies are just not on the list and when sure. you told me that you wanted to watch this and when i when i first saw the imdb rating i thought this was going to be a cheesy like dumb zombie movie it is cheesy well no like are you mean like, like deliberately cheesy like yeah like, like hercules like or no, I was gonna say like the Evil Dead. You know what I mean? Oh, um, that type. Just t- not sure, as, just not sure. with Ash. You know, just right. with a. Uh, well, when you look at the cover, people. which yeah, yeah. Is a, it's <laughs> I can't. I'm still upset about that because they're in the in that tagline on the cover. You are humanity's last stand. No, you're, that's not <laughs> anything that they're doing. It has yeah. nothing to do with anything, and, and it's just it's a little upsetting that they did the movie dirty with that cover. Because honestly that cover makes me not want to watch it because that makes it it look like a cheesy, like Evil Dead, but probably not nearly as good movie. Yeah. And so I'm just done, you know? What was it? Fallen Angels? Where's the the cover? (laughs) What is that? Yeah, (laughs) Angels Fallen, yeah. What is this? What is this? (laughs) Speaking of Angels Fallen, do we have to? That movie's so bad. All right, moving on. Uh, Uh, So, so, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, um, I think we both, in terms of, we both had positive reception to this movie. More or less. We can... Let's talk about some of the actors. Oh, go ahead. I have a very... You know what? I'll ask that important question at the end. Let's do talk about the actors. Okay. I do want to say, just to give my my thoughts, because you kind of gave some... I want to just tack on that... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is a trope-filled, super generic zombie action movie wrapped up in in a... The entire movie is shot from a first person viewpoint or from the viewpoint of a camera like that's in the scene that's physically there's no magic camera that's kind of filming everything everything's from a helmet cam or a phone camera or security camera or whatever so it's it's got that different shot to it so if you like uh, i don't know i would say if you like zombie movies and you're like yeah i could go for an action zombie movie this is an excellent choice if you don't like zombie movies or you're not into that type of thing this isn't for you And I think that's, I think that's it in a nutshell. Okay. But I agree with pretty much everything else you said, more or less. So anything I disagreed with, not enough, not, not I didn't disagree enough to argue about it. So fair, fair, fair. In terms of the actors, this movie stars Rachel Nichols, Alfie Allen, Paul, I'm going to mispronounce this. Gee, Gilfoyle, 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 Pat Healy, Daniela Rose Russell, uh, Missy Pyle and Mackay Pfeiffer. So if you don't know who Mackay Pfeiffer is, shame on you. (laughs) <laughs> He's great. I love guy Pfeiffer. Uh, he was in one of my all-time favorite movies, Eight Mile. Um, yeah. That's no joke. It came out on my birthday in 2002. I went to go see it. My best friend, at the time, uh, his sister worked at the local movie theater in town, and I got a poster of it. He was nice. also in a couple other things. Well, we already mentioned he, e. was, in, he was in Dawn of the Dead, which is kind of yeah. funny. Uh, he, was in all, he was in all three of the Divergent movies. You think they're ever going to make that fourth Divergent movie? Uh, at this point... I bet you they reboot the whole thing before we get it. You know what that? You know what that fourth one's called, right? I have no idea. I don't think I. I think I uh, watched the first one with my little sister or something. I don't really know anything about it. It's called. It's called detergent. I hate. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I hate. <laughs> he was also uh, in Torchwood. Never saw it. The Miracle Day. Yeah, I know it's, you didn't. But it's, yeah. it's. He's been in some stuff. That's. As um, about as sci-fi as it gets. So. Alfie Allen. He's in John Wick, Game of Thrones. Yeah, Rachel Nichols, which is so as is our, is our lead actress, yeah. which is the name of a sports journalist. Yes. And the first time that I saw Rachel Nichols, I was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> that's not that's not the Rachel Nichols I know." Right. I googled her, so I I recognized her. I was yeah. like right right away. I was like, I know who this is. Where do I know her from? <laughs> Twenty minutes in the movie, it was bugging me too much. And I paused, I Googled Rachel Nichols, Sex- and I was like, that's not the same person. I didn't know this other person, the sportscaster or whoever. Uh, uh, did you recognize her from Sex and the City? No, I did not recognize her from Sex and the City. Mm. Uh, she's the lead actress in Continuum, which is a show that oh. I really, really love, but she's a brunette in that show. And I, th- I don't know if we've established it already, but you change your... Oh, we did. When we talked about The Old Guard, where Charlize Theron has short brown hair and I didn't recognize her at first, same thing. I'm easily duped uh, Which Because I watched that I watched Every episode of that show Some of it Some of it twice I really really like Continuum You should watch it But Yeah So she's in She's in a You mentioned Sex in the City Continuum She was Scarlet In G.I. Joe The Rise of Cobra <laughs> yeah. She's in Star Trek. Yep. The 2009. Wasn't she Joint? green in that, if I recall? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she was in The Librarians, um, Titans, The Man in High Castle. So she's in a lot of things with pretty criminal minds. I like her as an actress pa- quite a bit. Paul Guilfoyle. I recognized him from L.A. Confidential. He played a, a gangster called Mickey Cohen in mm. that movie. But when I looked through his credits, he is... If there isn't if the word prolific is not appropriate I don't know what is because he has a lot of credits from 1975 to till till now <laughs> yeah. he's, he's got two that are to be released in terms of movies yeah. he was also in uh, 317 episodes of uh, CSI <laughs> <laughs> so oh that that you know show wait oh my god you know it's that's probably where all his money comes from <laughs> and then uh, no doubt you know, you talk a lot about how game of thrones is a big culture event but would you not consider csi just as culturally defining if not well, more yeah. so i mean it's just yeah 14, 14 years oh my goodness but that's that's in the i don't i don't want to say that's in the past but it was really big from 2000 oh, to yeah. 2010 oh yeah yeah and game of thrones was from 20 what twenty no, twelve? I wasn't oh, no. trying to compare them. I was just saying, would you say it yeah. is as influential? Oh, no, it was a it was a cultural milestone. I mean, how many television shows owe their life to CSI? You know, yeah. all the different NCIS, the other spinoffs from CSI. Like how many crime procedurals, criminal minds? Well, I mean, NCIS uh, is a spinoff of JAG, which has now oh, yeah, since had its own spinoff. <laughs> Fair enough. The uh, JAG, but yeah, cinematic universe is an ever-growing beast now. And then Missy Pyle rounds out our our fearsome foursome. Did you recognize her from anything? Did you have to look her up? I didn't recognize her from a thing. I Uh, looked her up. She's been in a lot of stuff. I don't know if I've seen any of it. So, well, I've seen this one. I've seen "Don't Trust the Bee" in Apartment Twenty Three. So, I'm assuming that I saw her in this one episode she was in. <laughs> well, I I didn't recognize her at all with, yeah. with the helmet on. With the so they wear these helmet cams that are actually a like a, a face shield with a with a thing on the back. But as soon as it's I saw a full a body, of her, it's a yeah. Uh, um, what do you call it? Like a containment suit. Oh right the, yeah when i sorry uh, i i recognized her because she was in galaxy quest oh she what? plays one of the aliens that what's his face falls in love with oh no i, Tony Man, I haven't seen that movie since yeah uh, it's been almost 20 years so i would not yeah. have i need to re-watch yeah. it we should rewatch. watch so it. so i watched her well i didn't say i watched i, I read her imdb because i was like who is this actress and then I, I came upon probably the most interesting fact that's going to come out of this episode. Oh, really? Pyle married naturalist Casey Anderson on September 12th, 2008. The wedding was country-themed, or country-western-themed, and took place in Montana. Wedding guests included bandmate Shawnee Smith and comedian Steve A. G. Anderson's pet grizzly bear, Brutus, served as the best man in the ceremony. Whoa, what? Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> 800 pound grizzly bear Brutus Which he raised since it was a baby uh, Who Who is Casey Anderson He is uh, He has a show On National Geographic called America the Wild with Casey Anderson And he has a pet bear named Brutus oh, Okay <laughs> Alright Alright uh, So I think that's She enough. must really love him Uh <laughs> I'd be, I'd be oh i'm sorry there's a yeah. what in the house you a, <laughs> yeah you have a pet what <laughs> excuse me i'm done i'll see you later dog uh, and bear <laughs> oh, Well, no i think we talked about as much as we can unless you have anything else you want to talk about this movie before we do the plot breakdown i i don't think so i don't okay. think so right. so this one's for you john pandemic I, I don't know if I need to keep correcting. You. It's Mister Suits. I'm sorry. He has a first and last name. You're right, Mister John I Suits. Call him. <laughs> All right, you're right. All right, Johnny. Let's do this. We actually open up on a birthday, well, a birthday party, I should say. We have a video, um, and I don't. Did it happen to you where like the video would freeze for a second? Yeah. And then it would go to a picture. At first, I thought that was the film. I thought like, it was. My, I thought it was something wrong was, with my. Yeah. Yeah. Is my stream bad? But then. Um, we find out why. But the music doesn't so, stop, so I'll let it keep going. Yeah. Yeah. There's, We get different videos, we get different pictures, um, and then eventually we zoom out far enough and we find out that this is someone looking at a cell phone. So that's the reason why the video stops, is because they're swiping and then the video ends. Yeah. It's our lead character. She is swiping with her, I don't know, index finger, pointer finger, when it's shown from yeah. the view of the phone camera and she's swiping with her thumb when it's from the (laughs) outside view but that's okay (laughs) the woman who is watching these videos is actually in some of the videos yeah her name is lauren we find out she she called someone named megan and there's a bunch of calls to this number um but we don't actually see it whatever and then she starts to repeat herself as she's looking at this picture id with her name on it for the CDC. Then we get our title sequence. We get a voiceover of a man saying, we're getting ready to deploy in seven minutes. It's actually Paul Guy Foyle. Everyone's role on the team is color coordinated. I don't remember what the numbers were, but someone was in camo, someone was in brown, someone was in green, Mm -hmm. and someone was in gray, whatever. Uh, What they're going to do is, this is to start testing in the field and not at the compound. Uh, Apparently that's what this mission is for. Uh, We get her all, we see her getting all suited up. And then he puts the camera helmet cam like on her head. And then for the most part, the rest of this movie is shot in a first person perspective or from like a a still camera. We don't actually we rarely get to see anything else other than that. Did you how did you like that, by the way? So uh, first person viewpoints in movies are very divisive people either yeah. love it or hate it i think you know some people prone to motion sickness that type of thing i didn't feel like this wasn't as actiony and move around and all that uh, there wasn't as much uh, screen movement as something like hardcore henry which i think is the only other big famous all uh, first person movie that i know as of. you say that i actually watched hardcore henry yesterday i know i was like i started watching this and i was like oh okay <laughs> um i didn't mind it okay I th- it's because it, you either most of the time when you get first person it's usually not even first person it's someone holding a camera right like right that disaster that was cloverfield mm. you know Wait. The Blair Witch project did you call cloverfield a disaster movie or did you call the movie a d- disaster let me rephrase it please cloverfield the movie in which the last 10 minutes make no sense <laughs> and is a disaster the movie <laughs> Um, oh, uh, how does that giant monster sneak up on them? Well, I mean, I lost. How? Uh, uh, it flies, obviously. <laughs> no, it doesn't fly. Sure, it does. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Sure, it does. Uh, anyways, I don't, don't. I don't want to talk about Cloverfield on this podcast. I will lose it. Um, <laughs> never have I been more disappointed in the ending of the movie. Yeah. All right. So fair enough. Fair enough. He plays her a message from someone named Doctor Ward. He says that he has. I don't. I think it was like forty-eight people. In a St. Mary's prep school in downtown Los Angeles. They're going to head out to rescue those people. And then he grabs her phone, puts it in her bag. He's like, you won't need this out here. And he throws it away. Or doesn't throw it away, but he throws it down. He takes her to a room. They do an equipment check where she gets sprayed with a bunch of stuff. So the seal's good. He takes her to a lockdown area. And he says, these are the five stages of infection. And then she's like, five stages? We only found four in New York. The first stage is just people who have been infected. Flu-like symptoms. He says they thought it was Ebola at first. Stage two is slightly worse. Stage three, you can kind of see on on their face that they're infected. Stage four is two people laying in a bed next to each other asleep. And then he says, but eventually they're going to wake up and one of them is going to kill the other one. They can't control themselves. And he shows her stage five and he says, stay on this yellow line. (laughs) Do not step off the yellow line. <laughs> Saw this and coming the first from a thing mile, she does, line, mile away. Yeah, the first yes. thing she does is step off the yellow line. Well, the infected <laughs> runs at her and tries to get her, yeah. but obviously there's a big there's it's in a cage. There's bars between her, but she jumps back from it. And guess what's in the cage behind her? Guess, Chris. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> don't make that noise again, please. Don't ever. <laughs> Oh, no, oh, no! They're infected. It grabs her and yells at yeah. her. I told you to stay on the yellow line, so she yeah. she doesn't get hurt. She does have some blood on her from the infected. And these yeah. the stage head five out. is your typical raged out zombie. We head outside. We during in this entire time we've heard while she was outside we keep hearing gunshots, and we find out what's going on. They're putting these. They're putting the dead bodies. Uh, they're wrapping them up and then shooting them. And she's like, "Why are you shooting them?" And all he says is, "Well, you know." Don't worry about it. Yeah. Well, he mentions (laughs) that they were euthanizing the stage fours because they would eventually go to sleep and they would slow down. They thought they were dead, but they would wake up and the rage out zombies or what have you. So they're shooting them because they ran out of potassium cyanide to kill them. Yeah. Yeah. Mass graves Uh, and whatnot. We cut to someone loading shotgun shells onto a uh, like the side holster, whatever that's called. Uh, I don't know what the official term, but I don't um, know either. uh, It's Mackay Pfeiffer puts his helmet on and then we see a woman looking at a picture of a child it's a missy or denise as she's called in this movie Mackay pfeiffer's character's name is gunner and then is um, his name gunner or do they just call him that i don't know because the other guy driver's name is wheeler but it's not he later introduced himself with a different name yeah that could be his last name i thought he gave a full it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter Um, but yeah (laughs) so Everyone's getting on the getting on this bus, this green bus. Before Lauren gets on the bus, he stops her, uh Paul go- uh Guy and he says, "If you get infected, don't tell anybody. You're too important to, you know, or you're too important to lose. We can treat stage 1 with antiviral medicine so. But if anyone else gets sick, they're expendable. Don't bring them back." Yeah. It's pretty and then, uh, Yeah. And then a very important moment where Gunner says, "Hey, can we go can we look for team 313?" And then Essentially, they're told no. Your 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 objective is to find the school, get Doctor Ward, get the survivors out, and then that's the end of it. They get on the bus while they're moving. Gunner hands her a baseball bat and says, "You need to stand watch as we go through the tunnel." Yeah. Uh, and then he asks her if she's ever played whack a mole, and to think of it as a game. You see someone pop their head into the hole, you whack it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, It'll I help. Was like what? Yeah. I was like, they're, they're on a bus. Like, what are they talking about? Yeah. Well, yeah (laughs) what hole so we move out of the compound we see some soldiers standing in front of a tunnel the gate the uh this door opens right as soon as i saw this tunnel i realized oh yeah it's it's la Uh, they they uh there's some screaming and then this gate called the that says contamination zone opens and a bunch of people start pouring out of it and these guards are shooting oh yeah they start mowing them down and then the bus starts driving through the tunnel and I have here that this bus is very enterable. Yes. So why is the bus reinforced? How are the infected getting on the bus or in the bus? I don't know. They because they have like uh, like metal. What is that called? Like grating. Um, yeah, I was gonna say grating. I wasn't sure, but it's grating on the windows. Yeah. Uh, why don't the Why aren't the doors like Why don't they have like locks on the doors like multi stage locks? Yeah, they get in the I, side I door. They get in the back door. I get that. Yeah. How do you do that? Can you do that from the outside of a bus? I thought you had to undo it from the inside. Even if you can, why isn't the bus reinforced, Chris? <laughs> this a- is a I, didn't- I think this is a budgetary issue <laughs> more than <laughs> budget. Uh- <laughs> There's no budget. Oh. oh no. So this is a cool action scene. The zombies in the bus, confined area, everything going back and forth. Uh, at one point, Gunner is wow. out the side shooting a zombie off of the what the yeah. hood, but it doesn't like but the but the scene shouldn't happen right yeah well i, I cuz these aren't even i don't even think these are zombies yet these are people who i guess are from stage 1 to stage 3 a lot of them yeah so, but some of them like seem are, like they might be stage 5 it's kind of muddied yeah right yeah. um lauren is not much help in this scene i have that zero help she freaks out like she she's she doesn't really do anything and then at the end when they're they've driven through the tunnel they're on the other side being chased and Denise stands up, and it's like, are we clear? And then someone stands directly up behind her. Uh, yeah. and he gets an axe in his neck for his trouble. Yeah. We are now in Los Angeles, and then I, I think Gunner says, hey, next time do us a favor and fight back like your life depends on it. Yeah. And she says that wasn't a game, and he's like, yeah, no. I don't- <laughs> <laughs> this is real life, girl. Aren't you paying attention? Don't you know what's going yeah. on out there? Uh, so now I the mean, bus. It is... Is, it's her first time in the field. So. Yeah. Well, suppose supposedly not, right? I mean, she was in New York when it fell. Yeah. Uh, so the bus, as they're driving after this point, you can't see outside the bus. Did you notice this? <laughs> yeah, I have it on here that the windows appear to be either frosted. Like we we never see where they're going. Right. Ever. Right. Unless it's a unless it's like a camera shot from outside. Well, there's blood all over the windshield, oh, yeah. which should make it yeah. impossible to see through. And he doesn't. I have it Why here doesn't here? he use the windshield? Anyways, there's the yeah, wipers I, are there for I, a reason, Alfie. Well, they've probably been ripped off. No, maybe you know, maybe, yeah. but they don't. You can't see outside, uh, and they're outside of the tunnel. They show that, but you don't see like it's like there's a like a thick fog outside or what have you. Honestly, I liked that effect more than I would have liked some cheesy. CGI scenery that would have been real distracting. It was just interesting. I'd never seen anything like that before. Yeah, no, I, no, because like there is a shot where they're where you see the back, and you can see that they're moving, like they're moving away. Right. I think in a lot of um in a lot of movies when they're filming people driving around, usually what they do is they put the vehicle like on something. And then that thing drives, mm. but I, I don't know what the case is because there is a shot where you see the back and they're leaving like the tunnel. Can area. I say that, that so. watching people drive in movies makes me anxious because oh, it's always they, two people in the front seat and the guy driving takes his eyes off the road or her eyes off the road the for like three minutes and I'm like no look at the road look at the road look at the road or they uh or they do that thing where they they're constantly moving the wheel. <sighs> You know what I mean? yeah um. yeah it makes me anxious because <laughs> once or twice it's actually they've actually gotten in an accident but i always i'm just like this is going to be your fault you idiot <laughs> it's just so this um. this scene didn't make me nearly as anxious it's just a normal you know two people yeah. in a ford Taurus driving to the office ford Taurus, yeah. good choice i um, don't know i just i noticed that a lot of television they use fords i'm sure it's just product placement from when i was watching a lot of tv but yeah <laughs> This is a contentious scene or contentious few moments. Lauren describes that she was from LA and moved to New York to work on a cure and then moved back. Wheeler is a felon. Gunner is a cop. I don't know what's going on with Denise. I don't really remember what they say, but she's the navigator. So, and she has like a satellite navigation, I guess navigation. Device. She's they, she's the character that's that uh, it doesn't make sense. Like if you're going to have a team go out, there's lots of things about this that don't make sense. I'm going to break them down for you. Number okay. one, why does the one guy have a shotgun and a, mach- a submachine gun, I guess, or a rifle, fully automatic, but no one else has any weapons except for some baseball bats? There's a pistol that no one has grabbed yet. Uh, it's in a, in a case in the back. What do they mean, navigator? The, the former cop, traffic cop, can probably get them through LA faster than her, right? I don't know why she's necessary give me someone else with a gun right no seriously like who like who do you know right now that couldn't be like oh here are the different ways we can get from point a to point b because they have a literally everyone has gps in their pocket well i think i mean i know why she's there for story like and i get what they're going to do with her character later but the the reason for her being there doesn't make any sense i think you're forgetting that we're and it's it's not really touched on it's lightly touched on but one of the issues with a pandemic which we're experiencing part of it now is societal breakdown right so the reason why they have a person who's dedicated to being a navigator i assume is they give them some sort of navigation device in which her job is to help them navigate so that way the Warmer, the, the person with the guns doesn't have to worry about where the bus is going. Mm. They're only worried about protecting. They seem to the all be real line. worried about where they're going, though. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what we find out. Because <laughs> there's an issue with the path. Um, she wants to go through uh, Sherman Oaks, which is a suburb. She's told at the beginning that she has command of the mission. Right. But since she's a rookie, no one takes her seriously, and Gunner essentially overrides her decision making. Well, I mean, He's like, "Gunner, go, go this way." And Wheeler and Denise is like, "Yeah, yeah no, yeah." yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they override her decision, and they go the way they're going. They come across someone in the middle of the street asking for help. I wrote down test- in big capital letters, "It's a trap." <laughs> I, I just I thought of that uh, that scene from Mad Max Fury Road. It was like that's bait. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's exactly that is its bait. They get out. She tries to use something called the Mosquito, which is like a gun that can do a real quick blood test to determine if someone's infected. She struggles with it a little bit. As it turns out, this person is not infected. They try to get her on the bus. She's tied to the manhole. They realize it's a trap. They get attacked by some people. Gunner shoots a bunch of them. Again here, Lauren is not useful at all. She doesn't do any, she doesn't help them at all. And then she's injured. She's been, or I'm sorry, Gunner has been injured. His arm got cut or something. And so he's mad at her and then tells her to stitch him up. Yeah. Is this? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No one has any. No, why doesn't see? anyone have any knives? Like know. a pocket knife. And they could have got that girl. There's Oh, she's tied to it. Let me cut this real quick. We're done. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, for the same re- for the same reason why they don't have enough weapons. Apparently, I mean, maybe it's a supply issue. They're running low on ammunition, possibly. But I mean, uh, I can go to Walmart and pick up like fifty pocket knives. They're everywhere. Well, yeah. I'm also in West Texas, but I mean, in LA, I assume. <laughs> who knows? I don't know. They uh, it's well, they're driving around in the. Um, I, I have it here. It's funny. Like this movie called Pandemic, but this is actually what downtown Los Angeles looks like. <laughs> it, no, it really you know, is. I mean, like you're good. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and this is the part where I was like, why doesn't this bus have windshield wipers? Uh, <laughs> oh, did you notice <laughs> that the blood body. on the windshield went away when they rolled up on the uh, the trap? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course I did. So they see another bus. It's Team 313's bus. This is Team 314. Gunner's like, let's stop. I'm going to go check it out. He gets on the bus. He sees a dead driver. sees a lot of dead bodies. And then he finds a woman with uh, her helmets broken. Mm. And, the, and then while he's on this bus... Uh, um, Lauren is a complete idiot Yeah Yeah uh, Well he, it appears that he knows this person We don't know exactly how he knows this person But he kind of looks at her a little bit And he's He's very sad He's very upset And then there's Well didn't they already the At this By what? this point They'd already mentioned that his wife Was the The uh, gun person On 313 So we assume That oh, it's his wife I had no idea I didn't catch yeah, that Yeah 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 So that's why he uh, wanted to go after 313 Then went got lost Because his wife was on that Yeah Yeah okay. Fair enough. So this is him so finding his dead on? wife. It's actually. Uh, yeah. 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 While he's on the bus, Lauren just has the door open, just looking. And then they hear creaking on the bus, like on the roof. Like he's someone moving around. And then she doesn't do anything about it. She doesn't shut the door. She doesn't call out to Gunner. She just looks around and then gets pulled out of the bus by <sighs> people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have a. She's an idiot. Yeah. Like I've written down, this person is a moron. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, why but, is? You she? Why doesn't she have a weapon? Even if it's just the stupid baseball bat? Why is she turning around and looking inside the bus instead of outside the bus? Like, I understand that she's super anxious. This is her first time dealing with all this. But there's a certain minimum amount of common sense that I expect. I don't know. And I don't blame, I mean, I just, uh, Mr. Suits, what I mean, the heck? No, well, I think it does a really good job. That's, this is one of the things I was going to say. I think this is a really good job of giving us a character who's out of their depth. That's essentially what it yeah. is. That she she has no idea what she's doing, and now she's suffering for it. <laughs> so she she knows sure. what's going on out here. She's not doing anything. Uh, what an idiot. <laughs> so she's she is put upon by two men. Um, and they 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 are very messed up. Uh, Denise grabs a flare gun and shoots them. <laughs> oh, it was great. Yeah. She misses the first one and then hits I the second. I didn't catch one. that was a flare gun when she, before she fired it. Did it look like a flare mm. gun to you? Did I just assume it was a normal handgun? Was uh, I wrong? I I don't know. Hm. I we should know. rewatch and find out, I guess. Huh. All right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I th- I thought yeah, I thought it was just a handgun. Yeah. yeah. They get back on the bus. Gunner's like, you know, that was my wife. And then he asks Lauren if she has ever seen the infected eating people. Yeah. And she's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. They arrive at the school. It's very warm in this school, apparently. Uh, so, like, I think uh, Wheeler actually mentions that it's like a sauna. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, that's just their uh, it's their excuse to have all of the mist. Right. It's very hot. They don't find anybody. Um, they they go into these different they go down these different hallways. Wheeler finds a room with some food in it. He starts eating. Wheeler curses a lot. <laughs> well, as it turns out, he's a felon. Right. So. The felons come in all shapes and sizes, my friend. And he just likes the F word. He loves it. It's his favorite thing right after that food. I don't, mm. I don't know if it's just, I don't know if it was him taking liberties and adding in a lot of cursing or the script, it was just a little too overdone from not for my taste, but just in my opinion, just overall. Mm. Hmm. Okay, I don't know. Fair enough. Denise and Lauren decide to go off on their own. They uh, split yeah. up. Idiots don't <laughs> split up. And why didn't yeah. he has two guns on him and an axe, and no one else has any weapons? Spread I think the Denise love. Denise is holding a. She's holding a crowbar. Oh, does she think. pick up a crowbar? Good for her. Yeah. Guess what? Lauren has <laughs> a dead <laughs> cell phone or sat phone <laughs> or whatever. So she goes into a bathroom, which something something. You know, Zombie Land. Don't go to, don't use yeah. bathrooms. And then she, this scene was, this was a, one of those we talked about it in Singularity, but like a scene where you think something's gonna happen and it never does. Right. They definitely um, played that up here, I yeah. Think, yeah, and I definitely think that was a, I don't know if this is a positive, but it's definitely yeah, an interesting choice where you, you get a lot of almost jump scares. Uh, she, he has a phone on him. Apparently, it's still charged, which is like it's an iPhone from like 2009. Uh, he call or she calls her daughter, who manages to pick up the phone. Like this whole time, I was wondering, like I wonder if her daughter's dead. Right. But she just keeps calling it because that's her way of dealing with the stress. But then Megan answers the phone. Yeah, uh, she's like, "Dad went to go find help and hasn't back since." And then the line disconnects, and then Denise, you know, finds her in this room in the bathroom. She's like, "You're all right," and I'm pretty sure that Denise caught her, but, you know, is giving her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, it seems like it. And then she's, that was my impression. She's like, I, "I found." Wow. Yeah, she's like I found something. She calls Gunner and Wheeler as they uh, they see these these brown doors that are barricaded and locked from the inside. They can't get in. Yeah, um, as they struggle to get into it, On um, the subtitles it says lullaby humming. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I never. Oh heard really? It. it was a creepy. Um, I was like, I'm yeah. okay. I was like, <laughs> this is this is taking a very different turn. What is this? Yeah. Denise and Lauren kind of go into a side room. There's a woman on the ground. Well she's uh, kneeling on the ground she she's not le- she's not right well she's sitting right, on the right. ground yeah. Um, yeah and then uh they're like is that your child and she has a baby and then she stands up and it, I think it's apparent that she just gave birth because there is blood all over her lower abdomen and she's like my baby's not infected please take him and then she puts it on the ground and this baby is he either is infected or is no oh, longer the baby alive was- not the baby was dead it was most likely stillborn yeah so they're they're not taking this kid uh they're not no for for whatever reason they're not taking it and then this lady freaks out she's like no no he's fine please take him and then she freaks out and then wheeler just stabs her in the neck and then he looks at denise and he's like what how many did you kill today ain't no different yeah you know geez they decide to move out but denise wants to get into that room so they break into it. It's a gymnasium. Ugh. Everyone is on the ground. They appear to be dead. Yeah. But we see some people moving. Yeah. what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like that Lauren did a real disservice to the rest of this team, or at least that none of them remembered any of their training, which is there are different stages of infection. So there is a point in which these people will not move and then eventually they'll stand up and start attacking peop- anything that they see. Yeah. And there are several moments in this movie where they see people not moving and then just don't even worry about it in the next moment. <laughs> There's a reason why they were shooting these things in the head when, before they were dumping them in these mass graves. Yeah. <laughs> <I> f- yeah. <laughs> this so, whole thing is like, it's, um, it's barricaded from... If it had been barricaded the from incident. the outside... Then I think they probably would have left it alone. I think it's because it's barricaded from the inside. They assume that somebody alive in there barricaded themselves in there. Right now, yeah. but still, yeah, it's time to escape. Yeah, yeah. They uh, <laughs> they break through the they break through the doors. We get a cool scene of a Wheeler doing parkour, beating the crap out of and killing people. Yeah. Him and uh, they uh, Gunner doing their best. Yeah. And then we end up in some kind of, like they go, they run through what appears to be a locker room, and I don't know why the locker room is connected to a. But appears to be a chemistry room or some sort of laboratory. Whatever. Yeah, who knows? Um, They can't shut the door. Well, it looked like maybe it was like um, storage attached to it. And the locker room they, makes sense to be right uh, off of the gymnasium. Sure, they they're all they're kind of stuck. And then Gunner's like, "Go out the window." They're like, we'll break our legs if we fall from here. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, which one is it? What, what do, do you want? want? They jump out the window. Gunner does his very, very best to prevent any of them from getting followed. But I think he waits too long to leave. Yeah. Because uh, he runs out of ammo and then gets overwhelmed by getting smacked in the head with what appears to be a shovel of some kind. And then his camera stops. He does hand himself. his shotgun to Lauren, which is nice of yeah. him. Uh, this The scene is good. I like the upbeat music. This is really where I got those Dying Light vibes with him jumping over things from the first person view and whatnot. I will say that mm-hmm. the, these zombies, like a lot of zombies... And just a lot of, I guess, action movies. They have standing around syndrome. They wait their turn, you know. <laughs> They're very polite zombies. Yeah. Wheeler wants the shotgun. And Denise says, or Lauren says, no, I'm not giving it to you. She's so like, all right, bye. And then he just runs away. They run over to the, the bus. It is being overwhelmed by people, the infected. Yep. They can't get a hold of control. So they decide to lay low until they can get extracted. We don't actually see Wheeler die. So we don't know what's going on there. So they're walking around downtown Los Angeles at night. Yeah, that isn't safe. And yeah, well, they're in cover and then they see a van and then run out into the middle of the street. Oh, they get in the van. What? Well, no, 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 they, they, oh no, well, they don't see a van. They see a vehicle with lights on, like moving down the street, mm-hmm. but they're in cover and they decide to run out into the middle of the street at night with a vehicle approaching with its lights on. that was very stupid. Yeah. Like really dumb. But- They get in this van, and we hear people breaking windows, looking in cars for stuff. Lauren grabs a screwdriver, and as someone opens the door, she stabs him right in the neck. They kill him so he can't scream or anything to, you know, give away their position. With a screwdriver, yeah. Yeah, flathead. They're like, we got to get out of here. So they give him some warehouse, and I think it's uh, some kind of Asian market because there's, like, uh, collectibles. that appear to be anime posters, some magazines stuff like that and there's like chinese paper lanterns like all around and then denise talks about how she misses her son and she's like you know i lied when i said that um that he you know he was he died of leukemia i guess weeks before the pandemic started and she uh she lied about being happy that he's gone because he didn't get to see it all but then she's like i miss him all that stuff yeah and then uh lauren's like well my daughter's still alive i want to go rescue her Denise is like, no, 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 no. You're too important. You're a doctor. Then And then Lauren spills the beans. Mm. Her name is Rebecca Thomas. She is not a doctor. She found a badge on a dead doctor in New York. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> yeah, been- so that's why they won't let her back in if, you know, they knew. They won't let her back in the place. Because yeah. Denise is like, no, you're my ticket back into the compound or the safe zone or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Did you expect this twist? I was pleasantly no. surprised. I was like, oh, okay. And a movie that is just as almost as generic as it could be with the zombies, it was a nice little plot twist with this character. Uh, I mean, this was kind of, it's by the numbers. Yeah. You're right. But no, I was like, what? Yeah. There's nothing <laughs> wrong not. with being by just... the numbers, for sure. It, yeah. It's not, I'm sorry. I don't mean that to come across as a um, criticism. I mean, it's just, it's I mean, fact, you know? You're right. Uh, well, you said it. So Denise is like, well, I'll go with you. And the reason why she's going to go with her is because Denise can't get back inside the compound, right? Because she's expendable. They know that, so they decide that they're going to go to Laura Becca's house to get Megan, her daughter. They decide to look for some supplies. They hear glass breaking. They turn their lights off. And, uh, it's one of the the level five infected because they as soon as they turn their night vision on, E is standing oh, right yeah. behind Denise, right there. <laughs> and I have here. This is also a very tense scene. This is that was probably uh, the from, biggest jump scare. Yeah, they I don't I don't want to say they fight this thing off, but it leaves them alone for a few for like 40 seconds. Like it has one of them on her back or one of them on their back. And it's like in a perfect position to like kill her and then just decides to run away for no reason. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, it gets a hold of Lauren, Rebecca, and uh, she is also on her back. And we just get a shot of this thing. And then uh, it gets a stick or a knife or something in its head and it dies. And apparently it's Wheeler. He says, "I ain't dying a virgin." This line, oh my goodness! They're like, "You're back." And he's like, "Well, yeah, I ain't dying a virgin." Which, look, looking back at it, it's obviously uh, him making a joke. But right. <laughs> at the time, I was like, "What?" Like, there, nothing. In this movie has been funny. Like you said, there have been no jokes even amongst the characters. Bet, good, bad, ugly. There's nothing played for laughs. And then he says this, and I'm like, "You know, I don't." that's maybe timing and your audience you know you got to know your audience and i don't think this is the time for a uh, for that joke uh <laughs> well i um I, I think that's like it's a meme it is a bit of a meme like, it is when it happened I, I googled it and it says images for i don't want to die a virgin meme so right and they said that uh, well, it was a movie yeah. the first time i ever heard it was it was independence day yeah well, you, don't, you don't you want to don't die, want to die. well i think whatever it was even, uh, it obviously it was a joke because nothing ever comes of it thank god but it was ill-timed and i didn't appreciate it i was i wondered do you think that they gave so i don't want to say they gave alfie this direction but how much of the dialogue of this movie was improvised i don't know because that that's very much an improvised line right maybe because why would the script have that unless he's actually a virgin It's him <laughs> I, it's you know gotta I mean? be him like, making a joke honestly but you think I, maybe I, he did several takes and I tried different things i don't know um i don't know so they're sitting around in this warehouse and uh he says if you're gonna if you were gonna keep the shotgun you should have at least used it or you should use it next time <laughs> and then they asked where he went and he says oh i went to the bank and i got a retirement plan and he like pats his tummy <laughs> And then he says, well, the good news is I got in contact with Dr. Ward at the hospital. He's got eight survivors. When we get there, I can hotwire an ambulance or I can hotwire an ambulance and we can get out of there. It is revealed that Wheeler has been scratched by one of the level Ugh. five. So he's now infected. Man. So the, the plan is, is to go to the hospital, rescue the doctor and the survivors and Megan. And then she will get him onto the compound. Yeah. She revealed like she's like, we'll get you on. We can, you know, you can be treated and all yeah. that stuff. And then uh, he's like, all right, good. So he takes off all his gear and they're like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm already infected. Yeah. You know, why would I want to be slowed down by all this stuff? Right. They go to move out and then a taxi kind of pulls up and he goes and talks into the passenger seat. And then he falls over on the ground. (laughs) So I guess what happens is one of the people in the taxi like hit him. Right. And then he gets back up and then the taxi drives away and they run over into an alley. He hops over a fence. Lauren hops over the fence, and then Denise realizes that she can't find the picture of her kid. Mm. And so she runs over, picks it up off the ground, and then gets run over by the taxi. Yeah. I want to go ahead and nominate Denise for the Idiot of the Movie Award. I mean, Uh, I understand the importance of the picture of her kid. It's the last one. It's a big deal. You got it. Don't get distracted by it right afterwards. Also, does that car just roll around without its lights on? I didn't see it turn its lights on or off. How did she not see it coming it was like the only source of light I, in all of downtown L.A. My uh, my thing is is you sh- pandemic, dystopian breakdown of society, whatever. Don't stand in the middle of the road. Yeah, that's fair. Look both ways before you cross. Yeah. Don't stand in the middle yeah. of the road. People get out of the taxi, put her in it, drive away, and then uh, we get a shot of her in the taxi. I don't know if she's already dead or she's like she. Can't she's really moving move. a little she's bit, conscious. Yeah, she's just like unconscious. Well, her head's like. Her head's panning back and mm. forth. I don't know if that's because the vehicle is moving because one of the guys like puts his hand in front of the camera or her face and she doesn't do anything. So maybe it like broke her neck or spine when she got hit by yeah, the Yeah, easily. Yeah. I don't know. She gets out of the car or I'm sorry. They get out of the vehicle, pull her out of the cab, cut her open and then start eating her. Yeah. Not ex- did not expect that at all. <laughs> Completely out of left field. Well, I knew it would happen eventually sure. because when Gunner says, have you ever seen them eating anybody? And when he saw his his wife, like he got really upset. And I wondered if when he was looking at her, he was like, these fools been eating on my wife. I don't yeah. know. Lauren shows up, uses the last two shotgun shells that she has, uh, and then beats the final person's skull oh, yeah. with the butt of the with a shotgun. And while she's like, sh- she's walking this dude down and he's backing up and he's like, he like he's begging for his life he's like hey 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 i'm, I'm injured i'm injured you can't do anything like bro you just yeah. cut open another human and started eating them yeah. Wh- like yeah <laughs> wow wait you know what a chump that's all i'm gonna say that dude chump city just population one mayor him so yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I I agree that I, I assumed I would see it eventually. I did not think I would see it from this first person point of view because it shows them yeah. cutting her open and starting to eat her while she has like from her helmet cam that is still on her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a crazy psycho cannibal zombie thing, at least hold on to your principles when you're about to die, coward. <laughs> um. And so at, at first I was like, oh great, they have a car, and then they just leave the cab there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he can hotwire what? an ambulance. He can't hotwire a taxi. It's already running. No, no. They they were driving <laughs> around in it. I, I didn't get oh, it. I, I didn't know. get it. I don't know. Anyways, they arrive at the hospital. Doctor Ward is inside. He sees them. He's like, "I'm not letting you in here until you can prove that either of you are in- neither of you are infected." She does the mosquito on her arm. She's not infected. And then she turns around because Ward thinks that Wheeler is infected. Which yeah. he is, and then she turns her back to him, and then shoots herself with the mosquito again. And she's like, "See, look, neither of us are infected." Yeah. And he's like, "All right, meet me in the garage." Oh, I, I think I skipped over an important part. She says that her name is Doctor Lauren Chase, right. and when she actually says that, he flinches or does like a or he like his face changes, and he's like, "What?" Oh, I missed that. But they meet in the yeah. It's it's real subtle. It's like for half a second, I was like, "Whoa, that's okay." They meet in the garage. Wheeler goes to hotwire the ambulance. Ward is getting all the survivors inside the ambulance. And then while Lauren's about to hop in, he smacks her in the head with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. And grabs the shotgun and is like, who are you? So she's like, I'm... Yeah, he grabs the shotgun, their shotgun, that has Mm -hmm. nothing in it. And they (laughs) act like it's loaded. Yep. Okay, cool. Okay. And then it's revealed that he worked with Dr. Chase in New York. So yeah, cat's out of the bag. He gets in the ambulance and they drive off. (laughs) So before he gets in the ambulance, right? There's a loud bang, a loud gunshot that echoes through this garage, the parking garage below the hospital. And they go, did you hear that? (laughs) I just wrote down, what, that gunshot? Nah, dog. I didn't hear that at all. (laughs) No, I didn't I didn't hear it. Was it a gunshot or just a loud crash? It sounded like a gunshot to me. Either way. Did you hear that? It was no. That was that was deafening and echoey. Missed it. I didn't, I didn't hear, hear nothing. <laughs> oh man. So they go to another ambulance and they get in it as the infected are attacking them in the ambulance. Wheeler manages to hotwire it in time and they well, take off. Not before the um, window gets broken. The, the yeah, the, someone with a sledgehammer. window. Smashes the window. Passenger window. Yeah, anyway. that's important. <laughs> It's important because I never addressed it. It's important because, Uh. well, it's obviously this is when the movie takes a sci-fi twist because the window is self-healing. By the time we see it again, (laughs) full window. In fact, it keeps out all of the other zombies for the rest of the film that bang on that window. Right. Yeah. It's very interesting. Very interesting Uh uh, technology. (laughs) Yeah. These. I look forward to uh, to the day that comes out. (laughs) I mean, we didn't get (laughs) self-tying shoes, but maybe this will happen. (laughs) As they're driving, I uh, guess, to Megan or uh, Laura Becca's house, Wheeler admits that he knew she wasn't a doctor before Dr. Ward blew her cover. He's like, you didn't know how to use the mosquito. You didn't know how to, you know, wrap Gunner's arm. He's like, it's all right, man. Con man to a con man. And then he reveals his name is Freddy or Fred. Yep. Cool. They arrive at her house. He's like, I'll keep the engine running for you. They go inside or she goes inside. Front door is locked, but she has a, a hidden key under a gnome. Okay. Okay. She ends up finding Megan in a furniture fort. Megan reveals that dad hasn't come back yet. She's like, here, have some food, drink some water. I'm going to go check your blood. And then uh, she tells her that you're not infected. And then she goes out into the garage and sits down. And then it's revealed that we actually see that she's infected. Well, yeah, as soon as they didn't show the little red dot right away. Right. Right. And then she finds a trail of blood. Ooh. Walks over to the back of this Lincoln SUV. This episode is not sponsored by Lincoln or Ford. Aren't they, are they the, owned by the same people? Yes. Uh, Lincoln it could be sponsored by Ford or Lincoln. Call us. Yes. Please send your contract agreement to sci-fi at gmail.com. We appreciate it. And we'll, uh, our, lawyers get back, our lawyers will get back yeah. to you. He finds, she finds her dead husband and a camera that just has the word watch on a sticky note. Uh, it's a video saying that he locked himself in here to protect Megan. He loves Rebecca very much. And then I have here that Megan takes a really, really, really long time in this house. Or at least it feels like a long Megan? time. I think it was only like, um, well, her too. Lauren takes way too long to get Megan out of this house. I feel like it was, it was all like like two or like maybe three or four minutes of screen time. But it was probably more like 10 it or felt, 15. Because of watching the video, all the other stuff, it did feel like yeah. 10 or 15 minutes. She, right when you thought she wasn't going to be incompetent anymore boom more incompetence <laughs> yeah very selfish well, yeah very selfish. he's leaving the engine running outside they already talked about roaming bands of stage five infected in the suburbs i'm just saying mm-hmm. he actually sees some people walking towards the ambulance oh and i have i have in here that yeah yeah lauren just take as much time as you want while your ride's being surrounded because she actually goes and looks out the window and sees them surrounding the ambulance <laughs> great you know she also didn't check the lincoln she, yeah Not, who knows know. And then she gives, she puts all her, she tells uh, Megan to put on her outfit. And then they make it to the door just in time for Wheeler and the L5s to break into the house. They manage to fight some of them off. And we get all of this from Megan's point of view. We make it to the top floor bedroom. They can't get, uh, they break out the window. And then Megan gets knocked out of the window. She falls on the ground. Mm wheeler gets caught up in the in the house and he is all messed up he's got claw marks all over his legs and his chest he's like you got to get out of here no more hero stuff just let me let me die yeah very unnecessary death r.i.p wheeler i have it here that they make it to the ambulance and the window isn't broken anymore yeah. <laughs> so they're driving now more shots of regular downtown la there's a riot so i think we're still in regular downtown la <laughs> hey it's uh, not 1992 man calm down <laughs> Uh, It looks like Megan is fading fast. Oh, it is twenty twenty. Oh shoot, maybe (laughs) she can't stay awake. They get through the tunnel. We don't actually see them get through the tunnel because the the door doesn't open. Do they go through the tunnel? It seems like they took a different route. They had to have because they wouldn't Um, have. They come up. They come up to a giant fence gate. There's no way they would have got there without going through the tunnel. So we didn't see them go through the tunnel. So I assume they took a different route. Right. The other ambulance is on fire. So. We don't know if Ward and the other survivors made it out. We assume they didn't. And then they're a lot of infected at the gate. Yeah. No. And they're getting shot at by these soldiers. Uh, Laura Becca and Megan get out of the vehicle. The soldiers are like, get away from her. And then she's like, no, 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 no. Let me explain. She gets shot. Mm. Uh, and then she gets shot again mm. after she draws a bloody heart on Megan's face shield. Ugh. And then uh, a soldier is standing over Megan's body and reads her code. And they're like, oh, that's Dr. Chase. Get her in here. And she's like, well, I think she's infected. And he's like, I don't care. Bring her in. She's the last uh, of the CDC. Shot of, well, he's in for a rude awakening. <laughs> we get a shot of her getting pulled in, looking at uh, her mother. And then my subtitle will say Breathing Stops. And then that's the... Oh, the really? Yeah. Like, her mother's breathing or Megan's breathing? I, th- I guess Megan's. Oh, interesting. So. I I did not catch that. with the, I don't watch with subtitles. After we do the plot breakdown, we give final thoughts to determine whether we liked the movie or not and decide if it was worth the price of the subscription. Anthony, yeah did you like this movie? I did. Yeah. I think that if you like zombie movies, especially generic kind of action zombie movies, and you want one that's a, kind of shot a little differently this is definitely worth a watch. I think if you don't like those types of movies, you don't like a lot of gore or anything like that, then no, you should not watch this. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm, I'm not going to say it's worth the price of subscription for sure. Cause it is very much a genre film. It is a zombie genre film. Yeah. Solidly. Well, we, I keep calling it generic. I think paint, paint by numbers mm-hmm. is a good way of putting it. So maybe I think this is, that's kind of a toss up. What about you, Chris? Um, I think uh, I think I liked it as well. I did not expect to like it (laughs) in light of old J. Suit's previous effort. Well, the effort we saw previous. This is actually (laughs) what older, right? Twenty sixteen. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Well, let me say that again. Whatever uh, J. Suit's other work that we watched. Yeah. I didn't really know that it was going to be a zombie movie. Mm, Yeah. I guess. Well, when you just said it was pandemic, and then like I i didn't i didn't do any research we don't do any any research of these movies no. before we actually watch them we this and is then, the most research we've done because we deliberately looked for something from his filmography yeah. but, but just looked at the names and the genre and then yeah. did it but i was like wait a minute when i saw the the cover art on amazon right before i pressed play on the movie and then uh you yep. five minutes in i was like oh <laughs> oh okay yeah from the the cover with the guns and this la on fire in the background yeah yeah no i think i liked it i was gonna say in terms of price of subscription i don't think it's worth it but i mean if you already have amazon prime and you like to watch zombie movies you probably would watch it yeah when i started watching this or picked it out i looked forward to at the end of this episode asking you if you liked this more or less than 3022 (laughs) and having it be an actual discussion but i don't think it is a discussion i think i feel pretty comfortable speaking for both of us that this is a much better movie. Didn't you yeah. say in 3022 that you thought that there might have been zombies and that the movie could have been more interesting if there had been partway through? Uh not that the movie would have been more interesting, I just didn't know what was mm. going to happen. You use zombies as an example. Like, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, it's the part where they they get on the shuttle that they find floating around mm, in space. That's right. That's right. They get um, they and, get and then he, run get, he up gets on. he gets yeah, he gets on the shuttle and then someone starts running at him. And I was like, oh, snap. Zombies in space. And then it just didn't turn out that right, way. I right. am not. I don't think I would have liked it one way or the other. Because <laughs> 3022 <laughs> is a terrible movie. Sorry, John. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's all. Yeah. All right. Yeah, overall, Yeah. decent flick. I think that IMDb and the critics got it wrong. I don't think this is a 4.4. I think mean, it's probably nope. a 5.5. Okay. And a half. I mean, it's just, if it didn't have a laundry list of continuity errors, I might agree (laughs) with you. But with how many continuity errors there are, honestly, it's sloppy, the continuity errors. And that alone, for me, puts it at a five at most, 5.0. So 4.4, I'm I'm okay with it. I wouldn't go much lower than that, but I also wouldn't go much higher. Was this movie better or worse than I Am Legend? (laughs) Oh, no. Because I Am Legend has... It's a 7.2 on IMDb. I think that's appropriate. Uh, I, <laughs> Did you movie, not like another, I'm Legend? Another movie that just falls on its face is about to cross the finish line.
1: Well, uh, yeah.
0: I. I it's, it's a joke amongst my friends how much I hate movies that end terribly. Well, what's the, the point of the journey if it ends like that? It's lackluster. Know. It can be disappointing, that, that feeling that you had all... like <laughs> To go back to Game of Thrones, the finale <laughs> ruins... Like will you rewatch the show? No. Ever. Ever. Right, exactly. No. Because you you know how it ends and it's not yeah, good. But that's what right? I'm saying about this movie is yeah. I think it's good. I don't want to say really good. I don't think it's a four point four. And continuity errors aside, you know, whatever. It's a first person zombie movie, and I think it's the only first person zombie movie as far as I'm aware. I'm sure that some person on the internet is hearing this right now and they're typing up an email to me explaining to me that it's not the first first person zombie movie but it's the only one that i've seen so i'm assuming it's the first one yeah well it filmed but entirely from that 98 percent from that yeah. point i of just view. i don't yeah. think it's a 4.4 that's all okay i i okay i'm not gonna try to argue off of it i just yeah, let's look up hold it's on, decidedly b-movie let's just look up it's on a uh, I actually really like that movie. Yeah, I really like it until the end. Yeah, uh, Cloverfield 7. Too high. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that movie is less about the monster, though. I think you might be caught in the wrong thing. How did you like the sequel? Oh, 10 Cloverfield Lane or yeah, whatever it yeah, was yeah, called? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic movie. I think I liked, I liked it way more. I never saw the other sequel, whatever it was, Cloverfield Paradox. I mean, we should probably watch that for the, for the podcast mm-hmm. since it is straight to stream. But no, I i love Ten cloverfield lane and now we're way in the weeds is one of my favorite movies i love it <laughs> just well creepy and talk about horror good horror movies man well we are in the weeds and that's all right because this is the end of the episode yeah uh, you think yeah <laughs> so this is the part of the episode where we do our social media plugs and for the first time for the first time someone has actually done something oh someone has emailed us at sci-fi wise guys at gmail.com oh from a viewer whose name is robert he says sci-fi wise guys the netflix original movie what happened to monday is a fun disotopian movie it's more sci-fi adjacent but still a good movie it really paints a grim picture of government overreach without focusing on too much i hope you enjoy it thanks robert oh have you nice. seen what happened to monday yet i have not so that's a perfect mm. have you seen it no oh nice we all right our first listener suggestion man. fantastic fantastic yeah, if you have other suggestions because i still have yet to see any fan art of <laughs> kyle from the order <laughs> oh, no. be sure to email us at sci-fi at gmail.com we'll read your email on the air unless it's inappropriate which you know I'll just which case we'll we'll and, read it yeah, we'll, and then just edit it out but we'll, yeah. we will read it <laughs> If you want to reach out to us, you mentioned the email, sci guys at gmail.com. We're also available on Twitter, at B underscore Roll Podcast. Uh, hit us up there. We tweet a lot about what we're editing, what we're releasing, uh, that type of thing. So if you want to stay in the loop or give us suggestions there, that's perfectly fine. And we also have a Facebook group, The B-Roll Podcast Group if you're still on Facebook for whatever reason. Quite frankly, the only reason I even get on Facebook is because Chris made that group, and now I have to go look at it sometimes. So I understand if you don't, no big deal. Lastly, if you really liked the podcast, we'd really appreciate if you subscribed, followed, give us a thumbs up, rate us five, ten stars, whatever you whatever the highest is out there. And if you really, really, really liked the podcast, you can support us through our Patreon, patreon.com slash b underscore roll. Anything that you contribute there goes directly into, you know, paying for host fees, getting better software, better equipment so we can make better quality podcasts. So we really appreciate it. Did you finally make an Instagram? Oh, yes. Sci-Fi Wise Guys on Instagram. Nice. I post teases for the episodes. Uh, I've done it in the past couple of weeks. If you're Well, if you're hearing this now, I've probably done it a lot of the weeks. <laughs> but yeah, if you can follow us on there and you can get a reminder if you haven't subscribed to our feed yet. And on iTunes, if you, Anthony already said it, if you give us a five-star review, we'd appreciate it if you actually put in the review some kind words or bad words, whichever one they are. As long as it's five stars, we'll read it on the air. And as always, share it with your friends. Share it with your enemies. (laughs) But yeah, hopefully we'll do another 25. Oh, I'm sure. I don't know what episode 50 will be, but uh, hopefully it will be just as much fun as the previous 49. I just want to say thanks to anyone who ever managed to listen to this podcast or if you've ever shared it, you've ever showed it to anyone, say, hey, man, listen to these two goofs. (laughs) Talk about these terrible movies. Well, I think that'll do it for me. No, that'll definitely do it for me. All right. Well, we just want to thank everyone for listening. 2020, you know, if you're listening to this in 2020, it's a rough year. You know, it's stressful out there. And If you're listening into 2021 or 2022, it probably didn't get better. So we just want to thank everyone for listening. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Stay hydrated. And listen to this podcast. Thanks, thanks guys. Bye. (coughs) Oh, my goodness. Sorry, I just drank some water and went down completely not the right way. I've been drinking things since day zero, and somehow I still choke on water sometimes. (laughs) My body is just not smart. Oh, my goodness. Uh anyways.